So I think that's probably the thing I get teased about the most is just when I really get into something, that's all I do and at the expense of everything else. Episode 83, March 2015. This is part two of my Q&A with Chris Hunt, developer at GitHub. This episode is sponsored by the Draplin Design Company and Field Notes. Do you have any tips against procrastination? Uh, one tip I have for procrastination is I don't believe there's anything wrong with procrastination. I procrastinate everything. I don't think there's anything wrong with it because procrastination is, I don't know what the defi- like the dictionary definition of it is, but when I think of procrastination, I think of it as getting things done at the last minute, but you're still getting them done on time. So I think my biggest tip with procrastination is just know how to procrastinate well, I guess. Budget your time well enough that you have enough time at the very last minute to get it done. But that's definitely the way that I work best is if I have 10 things that I'm interested in doing and one of them does not need to be done um, until a week from now, then the other nine things that are more fun, I'm probably going to just spend my time doing that until I absolutely have to focus on that 10th thing. As long as I get it done on time, then, you know, that's good for me. So I guess just be organized and there's nothing wrong with procrastination, I don't think. What about imposter syndrome? That's a tough one. Imposter syndrome is tough because it's kind of a self-esteem issue. And it's like anyone who's not familiar with imposter syndrome, it's like it's doing a thing and feeling like you're not doing it as well as everyone else or you're going to be found out. Like if you're a programmer working in this amazing company, like when I got hired at GitHub and I'm like, oh my God, GitHub, this is so amazing. And then I go work at GitHub and I'm just like every single day thinking I'm going to get fired because I'm not, there's no way I'm as smart as all these other people working at this company right now. And I think really the only way um, to get around that is just you have enough experience in those uncomfortable situations that, that you learn that you're not an imposter. So for me, um, pair programming was a big thing, realizing that all the people I'm working with are just as dumb as me, and we all have the same questions while we're writing code. Talking about imposter syndrome is something that people are doing a lot of now. That's also helped me just, you know, no, realizing that everybody struggles with this with this thing of, of feeling like they're not as good as everyone around them. So I, I mean, I guess the, the two big things are just to talk about it, you know, like at a stand-up meeting, if you're feeling uncomfortable working on something, just say, hey, I totally don't get this thing. I don't understand what we're working on or I have all these questions about this framework we're using. Most of the time, everybody's going to be totally cool with answering those questions and they probably have the same questions anyway. The other thing is just pair programming, working with other people more so you get to see that everybody's just like you. You're not, you're not actually dumber than anybody. Do you travel much these days? Yeah, I travel. I probably travel about once a month or so. So not a lot, but usually going to conferences, Ruby conferences, or just random trips in the car around town to take pictures. Where do you like to spend your vacations? That's a good one. I don't really have, I don't have a vacation, a specific vacation time, really. I think the last thing what I would call a vacation would be just this last holiday break. So it's January now for like the second half of December. My wife and I went up to Seattle where we have a ton of family, which is three hours north of Portland where we live. So it's a very quick drive. Uh, but then on the way back, we took a week driving to get back again. So we drove down the coast, down Highway 101 and just stopped at stuff that looked fun. Uh, but other than that, I usually consider... Ruby conference is a vacation because it pretty much is a vacation. You're just hanging out with people, talking about stuff, having fun. Um, and then I also have a friend who works at ThoughtBot 
His name's Ben Ornstein. And we have started to do this thing we call a codecation, which is not really a vacation in the typical sense where you stop working and go to some amazing place and don't touch your computer and do some different thing. Um, but this codecation is us fo- basically picking somewhere we haven't been before and then getting an Airbnb and um, spending a week there and working on a new project. So it's either a, a new language we want to learn, a new programming language we want to learn, or just a new project that we've been wanting to work on that we don't have the time to work on. And we just spend that week doing nothing but that. So it's almost like a hack week. But it's a little bit more healthy in the sense that we you know, cook our own food and we exercise every day and we try to explore the area that we're in. So we're not only coding, but the goal of that trip is just to learn something new. So it's a little, it's a kind of a weird vacation. Uh, the only reason we're able to do that is because both ThoughtBot and GitHub have an uh, unlimited vacation policy, which is something that a lot of companies are doing nowadays, which allow you to take time off as you want. So I think total throughout the year, I probably have about four weeks that I take off. One of those is with Ben and the other three are just whatever, holiday stuff, driving around, just random trips. When my wife has a break from school or something. My wife's in grad school right now. So if she has like spring break, we'll go fly somewhere for spring break. Okay, everybody. My name is Aaron James Draplin. Just got done telling you about my whole life. Uh, The good, the bad, the gross, the ugly, the weird, the sinister, the awesome. And now you need to go to draplin.com and buy some killer merch. Draplin.com backslash merch and things that you need, right? Okay, you need to go there and look at this stuff. And then when you're done with that, you need to go to fieldnotesbrand.com and get some memo books. We'll ship them anywhere. If you're listening to this in Vienna, Austria, or Vienna, Illinois, hell, wherever that is, we will we'll ship them there too, okay? Fieldnotesbrand.com. You need these things. $9.95 for a three-pack. Would you pay for coffee today, right? Right, right? You need this stuff. So draplin.com, fieldnotesbrand.com, and uh, yeah, those are, the, those are the only two links you need in your life. There you go. How does this unlimited vacation time really work? Uh, unlimited vac- It depends on the company. The way that GitHub handles unlimited vacation is you tell people you're going to be gone and then you leave. So there's not really a process. But at other companies I've worked at, we had more of like a formal process of basically filling out like a vacation time card thing and you're just tracking the total time. I'm not sure if anyone ever looked at that information, but yeah. A lot of times with unlimited vacation, people don't actually take vacation. That's that's one of the problems. When you have a fixed two-week vacation that you must take before the end of the year, otherwise you lose it, then everybody takes a two-week vacation. But when you have unlimited vacation, it's kind of like, I don't know, it feels nice to have it, but a lot of people don't use that benefit when they have it. So I, I just try to use it as much as I can because for one, it'll probably go away someday. Companies are going to stop doing this. But two, it's just, I mean, you might as well use it. But nobody's going on vacation for like three months, are they? No, I don't think so. Because at the same time, you still want to be able to get your work done. So it's a balance. I mean, a lot of times when people with unlimited vacation, since you don't have a set amount, you feel guilty when you go on vacation because it's like, well, nobody else is taking vacation. Should I take vacation? Or everybody seems to be taking a week. Should I only take a week? And Whereas if you have a fixed two weeks, you know exactly how much vacation you're supposed to take, exactly how much everybody else is taking. It's it's way easier just to take the vacation. But yeah, I, I think as long as you're tell people in advance that you want to that you want to take a vacation, you're getting stuff done. I mean, 
people are totally cool with it. And usually because you're taking a vacation, other people are going to be more comfortable on your team taking a vacation as well. Holidays was a great example. I wasn't really planning on taking a ton of time off for the holidays, but everybody else on my team was taking two weeks. So I was like, oh, I'll just take two weeks off too, since no one else is going to be here. Yeah, it worked out well. What's the thing your friends are teasing you with? My wife teases me a lot. Mostly just me being obsessive with things. So like the, the podcast is a perfect example. I started a podcast, Healthy Hacker. And the two months prior to that podcast, I was 100% absorbed in learning everything I could about audio about mixers, about recording, about microphones, about, you know, monitor speakers, compressors and gates. And like, that's, that was all I did for two months at the expense of everything else was just learn all this crap and just buy all this gear, you know, and, and like sell off all my previous hobbies so I could buy all this audio crap. And, and then I started the podcast, you know, and then December 8th, was my, is my most recent podcast that I've published. It's now a month later. So it's been four weeks since I published an episode of Healthy Hacker. And the reason why it's been an entire month is because I'm completely obsessing right now about uh, film photography. And I'm learning all this crap that I never knew about film, how film works, how to develop it, how to scan it. You know, I'm just, just reading all these great um, books by um, photographers I admire. And obsessing to the point where I'm like not doing a podcast every week. So I think that's probably the thing I get teased about the most is just when I really get into something, that's all I do and at the expense of everything else. 